0: shot i'm your host gray tonight i'm joined by devin how you doing devin i'm all right how are you i am bored out of my fucking mind um nothing to do with your company
1: (laughs) i was gonna say i mean
0: shit (laughs) i have the weekend alone to myself and it's a three-day weekend and it's only friday and i am currently sober Boom. Mostly because work, previous engagements, left me to that extent where I didn't have enough time to grab any alcohol. Uh, do you have Postmates? I have never looked that up. We have, um well, you know, I doubt that I can get alcohol. A, Virginia is so fucking horrible about that because the ABC controls everything. Mm-hmm. So I would assume it's not even a thing versus... The great state of Texas, which I never said, thought I'd miss, y'all. Um,
1: <laughs> you can get anything fucking delivered. See, that's how life should be. That's I moved to Texas simply for that because I'm fucking lazy. Yeah, that's a, that's how I told you to be. Like, yeah. hey,
0: there's money to be made here. Come get it from me.
1: Well, you can go see Dr. Earth
0: sleep tonight i may do that actually jules and i were texting offline and um we were actually supposed to meet up this weekend to go see it but busy schedules and adulthood prevented us from meeting up uh but i think i'm gonna hold off until tomorrow morning just because the fucking movie theater is like 20 minutes away i just got home i haven't looked
1: up the times are you planning to see it this weekend I plan on it but I would not be shocked if it didn't happen um just with like you said adulting and other obligations I have but I, I it's two and a half hours you know how I feel about that kind of mess but I do want to see this in theaters I'm super excited about the movie
0: you know that presents the other um challenge for me is because I only want to see it I'm, I'm I don't know when I became this type of fucking snob mm-hmm. but it's it's available in IMAX locally, so I only want to see it in IMAX. And um, at least for today, it only had three showtimes.
1: I don't know why. I get it. The movie looks very I don't know, grand and this large cinematic opus. So you would, I, I wouldn't mind spending an extra, whatever, three or four bucks to see it, you know, on IMAX and all its glory. Instead of standard definition or whatever.
0: Yeah, like, I definitely think there's something to it of... I I don't know. I mean, I'm not the hugest The Shining fan. I am a fan of The Shining. So I Mm. feel like if there is a sequel and there's a possibility to see it in a better format than standard, then I'm going to... Right. Yeah. Movies like that are the kind of things where it's like, I get the Mr. Pib, or Pib Extra, because we don't call him Mr. Pib anymore. I get a bucket of popcorn... If I have an extra $30 left over, I'll get Twizzlers too. And I'm just sitting there eating sweet and salty <laughs> for $55.99 and enjoying the movie. I, oh, wait, wait, it's not called Mr. Pib anymore? Uh, No, I saw it uh, when I first got here. At least here on the East Coast, it's been a while since I even had it, but it, it said Pib Extra. Hmm. And I don't know if it's like one of those Hardys and Carl's Jr. thing where it's just called different on
1: different coasts. Okay. And I think Mr. Pibb is like a southern thing too, right? From the great state of Texas, Waco. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, because in Michigan and Chicago <laughs> where I originate from, uh, we had Dr. Pepper. I, th- I think I did see Mr. Pibb every now and again, but I think it was meant as a joke. It was one of those like $2 movie theaters and stuff.
0: Okay. I'm not against Dr. Pepper. I just didn't naturally grow up on it. So Mm -hmm. it's just one of those comfort things of if I see a pib or pib extra or Mr. Pib, wherever it's called, wherever you
1: live, I will always gravitate to that first. I'm a uh, Dr. Or, I'm sorry, uh, cherry Pepsi or cherry Coke guy in theaters or water and uh, nachos and Twizzlers. And whatever else I can get my hands on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cherry Coke is a prime choice. I actually had one of those earlier this week. Um, not for a special occasion, just because it was in the fucking cooler at the store I was at. Yeah. But I do enjoy a nice cold Cherry Coke. Yeah, and I'm
1: not a big pop drinker, but that that's probably the only time I will drink pop is in theaters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, All right, so before we begin, yes, I'm gonna do something something a little bit different. I have a joke for you. A joke? Let's hear it. Okay, so this is me trying on my my uh, comedy chops. Okay, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. How's it go? All right. Okay. What do you call bread when it gets angry?
0: Um, bread when it gets angry?
1: Yeah. Ciabatta? Nope. Latin toast intolerant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll be honest. I didn't think you were going to go dad joke
1: on me. I'm here all night, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It did make me laugh. You get humor and news with uh, Kill the Dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. you know, since you are a Chicago native,
1: did you ever see Hannibal Burris when he was first starting out? Not in person, but I was aware of him, you know, through YouTube and just in the interwebs. And I remember him calling out Bill Cosby years and years ago <laughs> before the one joke he made that, you know, like a couple of years ago that that started the investigation. Yeah. Yeah. But I was familiar with him, but I never saw him in person.
0: I just recently listened to one of his uh, stand-up routines from 2014. And there's a Mm -hmm. bit he does about New Orleans. And I didn't realize it at the time, the whole time I was working in New Orleans. But a lot of stuff that I've loved to grow, or Mm -hmm. grown to love about it, is because of his fucking bit. Oh, really? Nothing about the city, but like... Yeah, he does this thing about going to Coop's and there's a rat in the bathroom and the bartender waiter is like, of course, there's rats here. We're right on the Mississippi River. The buildings are 100 years of old. It would be crazy to think there wouldn't be rats in here. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like making him feel like the asshole because he's talking about the rats. (laughs) And it's like I've been to Coop's like six or seven times and it's not anything special. Like it's the epitome of dive bar. Okay, um, but I think my only subconscious affiliation with wanting to go there all the times is just because of this joke. Like it really is a you know, listeners out there live in New Orleans. I'm not talking shit about your city. I'm just talking shit about this one
1: bar. It is a shit dyed bar. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going there in April, and I cannot wait. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna mark that place down. Are you really going in April? Yep, yeah, that is the plan. You should just wait and come in May with me. Are you going to be down there in May? For what? The
0: Overlook Film Festival is the last weekend of May.
1: That's in New Orleans? I thought that was in, like, Colorado.
0: Uh, there are two. They do have the namesake of the Stanley Hotel. I don't know the history. But this one is in... The one I'm attending is in New Orleans. I went last year... Had a blast, saw a lot of great movies. Um, Satanic Panic being the most notable that's just recently come out on Blu-ray VOD recently. Um, but overall, just getting to see uh, personalities, other podcasters, YouTubers, people that are just in our field of interest or hobbying or profession even. Uh, the, some of the guys from Nightmare on Film Street were there. You know, it's just... It's a fun overall like
1: presence in the city, I guess is the best way to describe it. I'm gonna check that out. Maybe I have to go down there twice. <laughs> everything's already paid for for April, but I'm gonna maybe go down there like in April in May as well. shut. I mean if you can, please
0: do I uh, I wish I, I wish I could take I was I was just telling a friend this today. it's like I realized I actually missed that fucking city. like being able to go there you know via i mean sure it's for work but being able to go there two or three times a month was not a bad perk in hindsight
1: Uh, so i've always wanted to go and our every year for anniversary we actually go to halloween horror nights in florida Mm -hmm. this year we had to cancel it because of you know some work stuff so we we had this like flight package or whatever. So we decided to re-lo- reallocate that from Florida to to New Orleans in April because some of our other friends were supposed to meet up with us as well. But shit, I cannot wait to go. I want to check out um, what's that ho- what's that hotel um, the famous one where that was featured in American Horror Story season three.
0: I have never watched American Horror Story season three. Okay, you're not missing much.
1: But yeah, that's kind, of, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of like when it's still starting to go downhill, in my opinion.
0: Uh, yeah, I watched season one,
1: parts of season two, and then I just tapered out. Yeah. I have not seen like the last few episodes of the current season, which I am hate watching. I can't say I enjoy it, but I am hate watching it. <laughs> I, I
0: want to watch it once it's done. I know that... I've heard mixed opinions. Um, the folks on Queer Wolf referenced it, their last episode, uh, mm-hmm. which is, or the last episode I heard, it may not be current at the time that you're listening to this, but anyway. Uh, it has piqued my opinion because it seems like a good thing to watch and just talk trash about.
1: Yeah, it's it's popcorn, it's junk food, it's not meant to, it's not real horror by yeah. any any, any imagine, stretch of the imagination. But it, it's it's fine. It's serviceable. <laughs> you know? It's a Ryan Murphy production. <laughs> <laughs> uh, summed it up well. Yeah, it works. So you saw oh, the... Yes. Oh, God. Uh, you saw the new Terminator? I did, which... Uh, is really
0: bringing me to our, our subject tonight. So I want to go over spoilers. So if you're sensitive to any movie you have not seen, go ahead and hit the pause button. I'm definitely going to talk about Terminator Dark Fate or Terminator 2019, Terminator the New Part 3, Terminator What the Fuck Was James Cameron Thinking? Uh, <laughs> if you have not seen this film yet, suggest so stop listening. Or if you have no intentions of seeing it, which a lot of people are not, because it only brought in 29 million last week at the box office. Damn. Then by all means, keep listening.
1: Yes. Damn. Please spoil the fuck out of this movie for me. Because I wanted to see it at first. And I saw the reaction. I said, oh no, I'm not spending money on that. Not right now. So let me know. Yeah, and that's the
0: that's the um hardest thing. A lot of people may know. And I was a victim of this as well. Or not victim. I missed out. Um, about three, four weeks ago, Alamo Draft Drafthouse, uh, across the board, was hosting a T2 Judgment Night or Judgment Day watch on a Sunday, at least in my area. It was pouring down raining. I'd done some day drinking. I was like, fuck it, I'm not going. It was teased that you would get to watch the first 20 minutes of Terminator 3. Um, so I was like, ah, it's not that important Comes out in a little bit I'll just watch it then, I own T2 I literally watched T2 at home that night uh, I don't even know if it's that night Or Monday morning, I found it on the Twitters Surprise, they showed the whole new movie Like, oh. I'm not sure if you've ever been to Terminator before I'm sorry, Terminator I'm not sure if you've ever been to a Alamo draft House, But normally before the film starts, they'll have some type of PSA about don't talk in the fucking theater. Sometimes <clears throat> it's done by celebrities. Sometimes they actually sketch out a skit and what have you. Uh, this one was done by Arnold and Linda themselves. And Arnold was like, Oh, I can't, you guys are lucky. You get to see 20 minutes of the first film. And Linda says something to the effect. of, No, no other way around. Linda said, you guys are lucky. You get to see 20 minutes of the new film. Arnold was like, why just 20 minutes show him the whole film. Crowd's going wild. Linda's like, mm. well, I am Sarah Connor. Let's show him the film. And then Arnold's like, fucking right, blah blah blah. Show him the film. And oh, that's exciting. Shit, Terminator Dark Fate plays instead of T2. So everyone that bought tickets or I think it was just vouchers really to see it. Got to see it early. And that's where <laughs> I feel like the film should have been screened. <laughs> a lot before we got to this point. <laughs> anyway, those of you unfamiliar with the, the plot, um, a genetically altered human goes back in time to save a young woman, Danny Ramos. So, Grace is a soldier in the future. She comes back and her sole purpose is to protect Danny. Danny is just this average Mexican woman who has a brother and and a father who she lives with, her and her brother work at this factory together and everything seems to be fine. They don't seem to be struggling. It's just their way of life. Um, then drops in the Terminator, the Rev nine, uh, the Rev 9's only goal is just to kill Danny Terminator. Uh, Grace has to get to her before Danny or before Rev nine can get to her. It's a, it, the opening sequence that goes on is pretty awesome. So Grace gets to Danny just in time. Rev 9 shows up at her factory, murders her brother, and then Grace and Rev 9 just go at it. And it's just, like, the best opening action sequence you could ask for for a Terminator film. Like, it, oh, there's a couple moments, especially with the Rev 9, where it looks, like, horrible CGI. And I'm not, like, being a dick. I mean, it looks bad, like... I don't know how no one else in the editing room didn't notice it. I'm just being honest. Takes you out of it for a second. But that's the only time. They do a high-speed chase down the highway, kind of reminiscent of the semi-truck and the motorcycle chase in T2. Uh, Danny and Grace basically get stranded. The Terminator's closing in. It shows its special skill. The Rev-9 is kind of like a T-800 and T-1000 combined. So it is liquid- metal as well as an exoskeleton and it can separate itself so I thought that was a cool way to
1: uh, evolve
0: the Terminator
1: right. considering are they, in, are they in Mexico uh, at the beginning of the film? yes okay I thought I read something like that alright cool so it's a good evolution
0: keep, keep in mind that Genesis uh whatever 4 through 6 don't exist Okay. I'm skipping that timeline So you haven't seen any other Terminator Other than the T-800, T-1000 The Rev-9 Now out of nowhere Sarah Connor Makes her appearance You can see this in the trailers She blows away part of the Rev-9 And then she blows away the other part of the Rev-9 And then she's just like Looking over the bridge at the Rev-9 Gives a classic adjustment to I'll be back and she goes down there to sort it out. Grace and Danny take off in Sarah's car. And then that's when the story kind of involves of Grace is this enhanced human. She has a weakness. Her body's only designed to do this high performance or altered to do this high performance thing in short bursts. She needs her medication, which you can't get because it's in the future. So she has to make this cocktail to keep her alive. Um, So across this time span, Sarah tracks them back down. They realize they have to team up. Mm -hmm. Um, This is where we get into super, super, super spoilers. So if you were unclear of how bad I'm going to spoil this, I'm going to spoil it real hard. In the beginning of the film, what I didn't mention before, because just in case people are hanging on, is John Connor gets fucking blown away. And it's the dumbest fucking thing that James Cameron could have decided. There is is a certain amount of things. James Cameron went back to Comic-Con last year, tease "I'm bringing John Connor back. So in the beginning of the film, it actually opens with um, Sarah Connor and John Connor in Guatemala and CGI flashback. So it's not really them, but it's the characters you remember from T2 in 1998. A T-800 that was... Implanted as a backup plan, track John down after the events of T2, walks
1: right past Sarah, and blows John away with the shotgun. I'm confused. I thought the whole purpose of these films was to protect John Connor. Is that... Well, that's why I, I skipped it, and then I'm coming back to it. <laughs>
0: and so... Let the reason I mentioned that is because once Sarah and Grace stop... Um, scene whose dick is bigger they both agree to help each other and keep Danny alive across this timeline somehow Grace has coordinates tattooed on her chest and these coordinates lead to a remote spot in Texas Sarah Connor's been getting texts from this same coordinate with hey here's the location of a Terminator this time this day go kill it for John Neither one of them know why they have the same coordinates. But John's dead at this point, right? Right. So someone's helping her mercy kill all these Terminators. Okay. We to the remote location in Texas, only to find out it's the T-800 that killed John. It's been alive. It's aged. It took on a family who it doesn't have sexual relationships with. They make a point to uh, say that in the film. But this is like, where the film... Go ahead. No, I was going to make a stupid joke. Go ahead. <laughs> this is the, the point in the film where there's needed more storytelling. So Carl has learned the equivalent of love and has raised a child of his own, as his own, and is living with a woman that she he rescued from an abusive family. During that time, he learned empathy. And because of that empathy he's using what he knows of, and this is where the story doesn't make sense, of Skynet to help Sarah track down Terminators and when they're going to enter Earth. But the moment he completed his mission, Skynet ceased to exist. So how does this T-800 that no longer has a mission and has been sent from a future that no longer exists, know when Terminators that don't exist are going to appear in this timeline because under that's why rev nine is called rev nine and not a T 100. And if you look at the the rev nine is kind of darker and blacker than the regular metallic gray of the T series. Skynet's dead. Another AI called Legion rose in its place. No, well not one on its place, but just rose up Like when Facebook made AI and the AI figured out its own language in five minutes and start talking to each other and not, humans and then they put the kibosh on it and stop that similar thing so it doesn't ever explain and plus if Grace doesn't know that the T-800 is in the past then whoever the people are sent center back in the past wouldn't know where that T-800 is living because they wouldn't know T-800s exist Gray, this sounds absolutely stupid well, yeah, that's if, if you think too hard about it. On the surface of it, you meet the T-800. His name is Carl. He designs drapes in and <laughs> in, in, inject humor into it, because now you have a Terminator that became an interior decorator. Oh, wait, uh, the T-800 is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, yes. okay. So he gets a chance to <laughs> use his acting, comedic chops. Um, Sarah Connor has to wrestle with the idea of partnering up with the man that killed her son or the machine that killed her son to save humanity for a different person. And throughout the story, Grace shares parts of her backstory and she's kind of guarded. And then Sarah Connor kind of like jumps the gun and says, Danny, you have to stay alive because you're going to get pregnant and your child is going to be the savior of humanity. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, good. So she's the new Sarah Connor, basically that's the way they're billing it but then if you pay attention to the film you know that that's bullshit in the way that they're trying to get you to believe in it so anyway they all band together and between the T-800 superhuman grace and Danny and Sarah they're able to defeat the Rev 9 pretty much in similar fashion uh we gotta blow this bitch up and melt him down which happens in like every fucking Terminator Uh, And they succeed. Grace dies. Danny lives. T-100 dies, too. So it's just Danny and Sarah. At the end of the film, you see where they go to the playground. It's kind of set up like T2. You remember the scene where Sarah thinks the apocalypse is happening? She's at the playground, and she's trying to save the kids, and everyone just turns to fucking charcoal dust.
1: Yeah, I actually do remember that scene.
0: Yeah, They kind of set Danny up in the same way, except Danny's watching young Grace young Grace is still alive in this timeline and she's not going to have a future to where she becomes a super soldier. But Grace is kind of watching over her. So it sets it up for a future where Grace is not dead. She can come back and Danny can be the savior that we never got to see John to be. Um So overall, if you're looking for action, this movie has it. Fucking Arnold is a boss ass bitch. <laughs> Like, his scenes are great. I know he's pushing 70. He's in the best shape that I think he can be in. His scenes are great. I don't know how much of that stunt work. The only horrible scene I could tell right off on first watch, um, Arnold, CGI Arnold that kills John Connor, like the body double doesn't even remotely have a body like Arnold did in the 90s. Like, you just look at his fucking traps, and you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, that's not right. Wow! I don't know why whoever did casting wasn't more involved with, but there are plenty pictures of Arnold's physique from, like, 1960 to fucking 1995. Like, I don't know why they couldn't get that right. Well, they were putting all their efforts in the script. Sadly, and that's what happens when you have too many cooks. And there's, like, four (laughs) writers on this film? And I think that's Get these uh, plot holes. My head hurts. This is weird. So at the end of the day, I get that maybe contracts didn't go well with Edward for long. I, I probably not though. I I know he's on the mend. He's been clean and sober for a little bit now. I think he would enjoy the work. Um, but I hear that it was. James Cameron decision to mention they were bringing John back. That's true. He did it publicly. And we hear that it was his decision to kill off John Connor in the opening film. Now, I don't mind things progressing. Like, we've heard about John Connor for, like, 40 fucking years almost. But I think the problem is is that if you tease a, a fan favorites coming back, give him, like, a proper death. Like, let us see the badass John Connor was always rumored to be or become and then if he dies saving danny i think that's a proper send-off like don't have him just get sucker shot in guatemala like that 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 little cgi intro that they have like that could have just been on the 25th anniversary t2 epilogue dvd 4k edition Mm -hmm. like that's not needed in this film if that's all you were going to do with john connor and I yeah. do, like, if you don't have Marvel money, don't fucking attempt to de aging shit. Just let it go. I, I feel the same way with Gemini, man. It's like, I, I get it. It's probably harder to do things with people of color because most all things are programmed to lighter skin tones just throughout history. So parts of <clears throat> Will Smith's character doesn't look great in that film either. And they didn't really have to do that in Marvel because all superheroes are white. Like, no one is looking at teenage T'Challa, you know? (laughs) So it's like, if we don't have the money or we don't have people of expertise or we don't have the people of color working in these graphic design positions, then don't fuck with
1: it. Cast a white just, person. If you're hurt, just, just don't on. do it. Don't you don't have to do like the de aging thing. I think as an audience, is we're sophisticated enough to be able to suspend belief for what ten minutes of the film. Like look at it chapter two. Like that, the way they de aged those kids by a year was more creepy than anything else. Yeah, definitely. Um, like we we get it. Humans grow,
0: <laughs> right? Like you have the power to change it before you
1: film. It. Yeah, i just do that. Well, thank you for that because, um, like I said, I wanted to see it. I'm not a big Terminator fan, but I did enjoy the first three, and then Salvation and Genesis. I pretty much tapped out of because it seemed uh, like like not in the hands of the people who actually invented the story, so it, it didn't seem authentic. This new one, I thought was like a return to form, but it sounds like a big old creative mess you know so i'm i'm i'll I'll say my uh my MC stubs reward right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you know
0: i've i've never been upset or upset i've never david Escorier, who's who i'm talking about i didn't say his name like the projects he's been involved with up until now have been pretty solid like he did the resurgence of Batman, right? He did Batman again, The Dark Knight. He even did Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. He knows how to write this material, and James Cameron knows how to write action sequences. I mean, if there's nothing else, uh, he has contributed to society. Lord knows, no one's probably gonna watch these Avatar films now. I sure shit not. Is that he can he can do action? But then, like, when you're using your clout to make bad decisions or, you know, if you were going to kill John Connor off, don't mention it. Don't go to Comic-Con and say you're bringing back this iconic character. Yeah. Just kill him off as a 15-year-old kid. And not even a chase scene. The Terminator just walks in and shoots him. That's it. So, yeah. Overall, if you're looking for an action film... Go see it, it needs to support. Uh, if you're looking for a female driven type film, this is it. I think that people need to start playing the Mexican Latin X uh card. I think that's been done enough. Go find the new Kale and let's ride that way for a while. What do you mean? Did you know like Kale was like the thing and appeared on all menus everywhere? Uh, they're doing the same thing with, the, with like, Latin American characters right now. We had the same thing maybe around 2015, 2016 with uh, Indian Asian people where they were appearing in a bunch of movies and shows and we were crossing over them. And it's like, that's what we're doing in Latin characters. I don't think it was necessary for this film to... Like, Mexico has nothing to do with the resistance or... I don't know. Or why not show... A Terminator that takes place in New Zealand, like the world has ended, and we just keep focusing on Mexico. So you're telling me there's no hero, no leader in any other part of the world?
1: I mean, I don't care about. Th- I mean, I- I- it's fine with them being in Mexico. I just wish that it's. Uh, I mean, based on your report, I wish they would have maybe added more, devoted more time to developing the characters and the storyline. Um, I mean, killing off John Connor seems to sort of. Be a slap in the face to the intent of the original franchise. I know, that's weird. weird. Yeah, it's too much of a cash grab. They're obviously
0: gravitating towards the Halloween formula, 2018, where six year old Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back being a badass, hunting uh, Michael Myers, just like in this version, 67 year old Linda Hamilton is hunting Terminators. But they like if you're gonna copy something, copy it exact. Halloween 2018 had fan service. It does call back to the films mm-hmm. that it acknowledges. This it film doesn't do that. doesn't do that at all. So it's and which it could have been fine. If you didn't mention John Connor at all, mm-hmm. there would never have been all these articles written, no one would have cared, it would have just been another Home
1: Home Terminator. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I see the movie is getting a lot of comparisons to um, to Halloween 2018 because they're both films that sort of reboot the entire franchise and ignore a lot of the previous sequels. I think this one ignores parts three, four, and five, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, and it has a woman who's over a certain age as the is the lead and she's kicking ass in the movie and you see seeing that she's dealing with the trauma from the previous films uh which film do you think i guess dealt with that trope more successfully the halloween 2018 or to earn dark Fate 2018
0: just because they copied i mean even at one point and there's nothing it's linda hamilton but she literally says i wake up kill terminators drink myself until i fall asleep which is oh, a callback okay. to Laurie exactly. Mm-hmm. I wake up, I train to kill Michael Myers, I drink myself to sleep.
1: Hmm. Was she given it so she wasn't a given a lot to do it sounds like Lynn Hannibal. Lynn Hamilton. Uh no, the scenes that she
0: has are fantastic. She's mm-hmm. in I don't she's not obviously in T2 shape, but she is in fantastic shape. And it's like, I would buy this film just for the bonus features, just to see how much, not even talking shit, but like just genuine fan, how much of that work she was able to do, or even Arnold, because their action yeah. scenes are intense. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, this isn't Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol tape action, mm-hmm. but as far as their age category and their character's iconic status,
1: I think it delivers. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to see this movie, but I am glad that they brought back <laughs> Linda Hamilton, and she is given the disposition disposition that she's given, and she's just like tough, badass chick. Because ever since T2, when it comes to uh, female pres- presentation in horror films, and they're kicking ass, they're always compared to Linda Hamilton in T2. Like when Sydney was kicking um, Debbie Salts ass in Scream 2, there were a lot of people were comparing her to yeah. Linda Hamilton I mean even with Jamie Lee Curtis in 2018 Halloween she was being compared to Linda Hamilton it's just she created that 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 image of a badass superhero chick female you know who doesn't take shit from anybody who has her own autonomy so I'm, I'm happy that she's back I just I guess I wish she was just in a stronger film
0: definitely and that's the part that I guess kind of gets me just knowing that it was planned as a trilogy I'm yeah. sure there's more work for her to do or Sarah Connor to do training Danny mm-hmm. to take over. Uh, but I, I don't think we'll ever get that set off. Twenty nine million. I think the last time I looked, it was going to take four hundred and eighty million to break even. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about yeah. getting maybe a sequel with none of these people attached to it in another decade or so. Yeah. Once it's recouped, all of its streaming, VOD blu-ray dvd 4k um options right which is sad mm-hmm. and you know i'm sure there's more people that will see dr sleep this weekend uh and have no affinity to the shining whatsoever it's just a new movie with ewan mcgregor that will probably financially do better than
1: uh Terminator dark fate has well, I mean, hopefully, I mean, if it gets them in the season and, and they enjoy Doctor Sleep, hopefully that'll bring him back to the original Shining, because Shining came out. Shining will be forty years old next year, um, mm-hmm. like me, and <laughs> hopefully it'll get some type of ceremonial like release, like a, you know, a big re-release in theaters, you know, high definition with I don't know cut scenes or something like that. It would be nice.
0: I, I think that that is something we miss out on as mm-hmm. far as back in the day if like negatives caught on fire it's like, okay, that's fine. Now it's like, oh, we shot this film and we only used 180 minutes of what was shot of 600. Someone has those 600 minutes archived. Mm-hmm. And they'll just slowly release it for the next 100
1: years or whatever. Or whatever Maximize
0: their k Yep. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm thinking Midsummer. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. six-hour version. (laughs) Which you know what? I'm okay with. I'm okay with the six-hour version of Midsummer. Never thought I would say that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? So you've heard about the new Scream Five that's in the works, right? I only thanks to
0: you. I missed the news. I guess I was just busy at work or whatever. And then, you know, I see you on Slack channel, and then I check Twitter, and I was like, God damn, I'm the only person
1: that doesn't know. (laughs) had a moment. (laughs) Yeah, we got a new Scream 5 in the works. Or, it's a new Scream movie. We shouldn't say Scream 5, but it's from Spyglass Entertainment. So, there's no word yet if this new Scream movie is going to be Scream 5, or if it's going to be, you know, a remake, or a weird reboot of the series. We have no idea yet. Um... Obviously, Wes Craven's not directing it because he's no longer with us. But we don't even know if Kevin Williamson is still writing the script, or if Aaron Kruger, who took over for Williamson, parts three and four, is writing the script. So it's 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 everything's up in the air right now. Do, would you rather see a Scream five or a remake of Scream? Uh, Scream five, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. was Kevin Williamson writing? Hmm. Uh, I think that. You know, if you guys have not listened to us rank the Scream franchise, please do. It was the episode right before this. Uh, but I think that we were on to something. Like unbeknownst to us that this was, you know, going on or deals were being made. But I think there's a lot of loose ends that could be tied up in the scream five and just in the franchise there as far as we know it. And then, you know. Generation X, Y, Z can have a reboot.
1: I'm kind of split on this because I knew when they did Scream 4, that was meant to start a new trilogy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just like Terminator Genesis and Terminator Dark Knight (laughs) was meant to start a brand new uh, trilogy. But I think Scream 4 ended the story in a perfect way. I mean, to me, inherently, the Scream franchise is about Sidney Prescott. And we saw, you know, her being stalked by her boyfriend and his boyfriend and then her boyfriend's mom and then her classmate and her brother and now her cousin and her cousin's friend. So, like, how much more trauma are we going to put this poor girl through? Like, how many times are we going to see Sydney get the shit kicked out of her? I I just don't know where else we can go at this point. You know, having said that, if they were to do a Scream 5, I would love for Kirby to become the new queen of the of the franchise. See, I think Kirby would have to be Ghostface. And
0: it wouldn't be a reveal until the very end. Really? Yeah, because if you go and try to just go forward without, like, doing a spinoff, I don't even know what to spinoff with B, where it focuses on Kirby, having anything that attaches to Scream, I feel like, especially with the failed MTV project, where Sydney's not the focus, people Mm -hmm. don't really gravitate to. So it's like, if you had, like, if you just made the stab movies and let Kirby be Kirby in the stab movies, Mm -hmm.
1: that I think that might be more successful. Hmm. Okay. I I just, I I don't know where else I can go with it. And also how do you remake? I mean, if we're going with the route of a remake, how do you make, remake Scream? Scream was very topical for 1996 when it came out, and that, and actually the same thing can be said for its sequels. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what comment it would make on the state of horror right now. Also, it would be—it's really hard to balance that the dark humor and horror line the way it was perfectly balanced in Scream's one, two, and four. It's—it would be tough. I just. As much as I love the screen films, I I don't think we need a new one. At least not right now. I mean, I think you bring up very good points. I I don't... Because
0: it's not even for me, if Kevin Williamson even wrote it, who is that person that is going to direct it? Yeah.
1: Because
0: I don't need a... And it's not meant to be derogatory, but I don't need a conjuring version of scream no no not naming any names but that certain director has a style and i don't think the screen franchise needs to be infected with it
1: no Scream is color- is bright and it's colorful and it's it's sort of in your face whereas james Wan direction is much more subtle wow you just name dropped huh i mean we all know who we're talking about um <laughs> 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 Get at me, James Wynne. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I really don't know if I
0: could trust the franchise with anyone else. I don't... Rob Zombie? Kidding. You know... <laughs> I thought about this for the... Whatever, the Terminator Dark for Fate franchise. Mm-hmm. If Rob Zombie took over as director, no writing influence whatsoever, for the sequel... I think he might serve as an okay director just to give us something different and more grimy. I mean, how many more times did we have a human going back in
1: time to stop a Terminator? Oh, you mean Rob Zombie direct Terminator? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and that's fine. Was written before.
0: Not Scream. Yeah. yeah it was and again, I favorite. don't think Scream is even up his alley. I don't think that he's no. not into that of horror. He's um, uh, more of a tribute horror type person. Like, he likes to use his influences in his work. Not -hmm. that there's anything wrong with that. We're all influenced from somebody. I'm trying to be the nicest I can be tonight. I see. (laughs) I mean,
1: I'll agree with a lot of things except for H2. I, I think right now, like, my favorite horror director going right now is Mike Flanagan. So but even him I'm not sure if he would be the right director his his movies tend to deal with horror on a more emotional level so sort of like Ari Aster um I don't know maybe maybe an um an international director someone we don't really know yet oh I thought you were talking about Guillermo oh uh, no um Maybe Fetty Alvarez, but we haven't seen enough from him. I don't know. I don't know how he balances humor in this work. True. Sam Raimi? I don't know. He's an international. I was just Sam thinking Raimi. that. I was
0: yeah, I think Sam Raimi might be a good approach for it. Just because uh he can mix it. And He mixes it well. Or, you know, i I'm, I'm maybe John Carpenter would like to take a stab at it. Just have a horror icon finish it.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I, I feel like people are screaming at us right now. <laughs> like <laughs> with their with their uh chosen directors. Yeah, that that's gonna be interesting. But you know it's even more interesting than a scream five is paranormal activity seven or six, however you wherever you place the <laughs> mark ones in the that original funny. series. <laughs> Are you? Well, uh, I don't know. How do you feel about the Paradigm Activity films?
0: I checked out Around Marked Ones. I don't know what number that is. I felt like I made it pretty far, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. absolutely, Mark Ones is it's the fifth film in the series, but it's considered a spinoff and not part five. And there is only one more film after that, which is the Ghost Dimension.
0: I still not watch it to this day. Don't Doesn't even sound clear. Don't. I am fine with it because, and it's maybe a slight bias. Mm-hmm. Up until Paranormal Activity, Blumhouse couldn't get shit to go work, and then they figure out this, which I'm not sure if they knew it when they did it or if it just made sense afterwards. Where low budget, more skill set involved and get the higher return. Like, so yeah. first year activity, you wouldn't even think,
1: well, I guess you would, because you're like, fuck. Well, uh, they were also yeah. really smart with the marketing, too, because they made it like this event, the, the you know, this movie event where you had to get, at least in Michigan at the time, like you had to request for your theater to play the movie. And so the theater would, you know, agree to play it for, I don't know, whatever, a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I, I really loved the first par- Paranormal Activity, and I remember my old coworker thought it was real because um, she's stupid. But she thought it was real. I explains to her this is not real. <laughs> the, the people in the movie have an IMDb IMDb page. This is all fake. But that just goes to show how effective it was. How how people really were really affected by it. And even the sequel? Yes. Yeah.
0: The, the sequel's having for a bit. I'm not a fan of found footage by any means. Even though this borderline tiptoes in isolation. At least the first couple films do. <clears throat> but I do think it's a perfect mix of. Taking everyday situations and showing how creepy they can be. Yeah. And that's kind of why I like the franchise or hung in so long. Like watching Saul after part three was just like, why am I here? Why am I spending money on this? Paranormal yeah, activity, yeah. I think I saw all of them in the theater, minus the last one. Saul was not the case.
1: Yeah. And I think so straight up download. I didn't even waste any type of money on that. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, You know, I think one thing I will give paranormal paranormal activity credit for was, you know, you have the first one, which was great. The second one, which is great. The third one, which was awesome. And part four, which is a bit of a downer that I've actually come around to later in years, but part or the marked ones, which is the fifth one, it really broke away from the original series. In my opinion, a really successful way. You went from these stories that are always set in suburb in the, in the suburbs, featuring an all-white cast, and they're they're dealing with something they have no idea how to manage. Whereas in the marked ones, it's in an urban setting. You're dealing with a Latino cast. Um, because of their Catholic background, they're somewhat aware of of demonic possession and witchcraft. I I really think part five next to the first one is the strongest one in the series. I really, really like part five. And I love the chemistry with the two lead actors in that movie as well. That's the one I actually watched the most. Um, I'd have to give it a rewatch. Yeah, it's really good. And then it all goes to shit with the ghost dimension. (laughs) It just, (laughs) it's just like, okay, now we're back. Now we're back to what I thought we broke away from the first time. Um, So, I mean, with the new one, I don't, again, I don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot. I have a strong feeling the filmmakers don't either. These films are usually at an accelerated production. So I'm sure the script hasn't been written yet. But it does have a a release date of March 21st, March 19th, 2021, I believe. So it's already coming out in less than a year and a half. So I guess they have to have a good idea then. Because,
0: I mean. They have a title. Do you think. They Do the,
1: you think they'll bring the girl back? See, I hope not. I hope with this new one, it's a, it's a completely new story that, that sets itself apart from the original series. They didn't bring Katie back for the final one, which I thought was odd. So, I don't think they'll bring her back. And I don't think she's really acting these days. I would have.
0: I would not be able to pick her out of a crowd, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying her acting is bad or anything like that, but like I'm not that huge on the franchise So I remember her real name's Katie. Mm-hmm. like so like even the first one was like, is she acting or is she just being herself?
1: Yeah, oh <clears throat> she is still acting, okay, okay I stand I stand corrective. Well, you know good for her, yeah. I I am not still acting. (laughs) (laughs) Neither am I. (laughs) Neither am I. (laughs) I wanted to give uh, Michael B. Jordan a chance, so I I, I bowed out. That's a gracious bow out. I mean, Mm -hmm.
0: I don't think people realize how much you gave up.
1: Yeah, I let him have it.
0: Which, with all the things going on, I am on board for him taking over Superman. I know it probably won't happen, kind of like Childish Bambino being...
1: Miles Morales, but wait—is there a talk of that? Which part of of um, Michael B. Jordan taking over the role of Superman?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's been uh, fan fiction as well as uh, artwork to go along with it. Him dressed up as Superman.
1: Interesting. Uh, hmm. But
0: okay. Who knows if we'll get it. He might still have a Creed contract going on, as well as I'm sure Ryan Coogler is trying to figure out a way to bring him back for Black Panther 2. So I don't think he has a shortage of
1: work going on. It's probably just more picking the right project. I mean, I think we can all agree that we don't need another Superman movie for a while, (laughs) no matter who's playing him.
0: This is true. I mean, Superman's probably had the longest run next to Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah. there's definitely been more Superman than Spider Man.
1: I, I was, was reading kind for of some reviews. some casting for the new Batman movie yesterday. And I'm like, I just I don't give a shit. We don't need more Batman movies right now. I don't care. Aren't there other superheroes out there? Uh, nobody asked me. Um not for DC, no. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> well I didn't care about Iron Man but apparently he, he knocked it out of the park with three very successful movies I didn't know he was that popular of a character and to be clear I'm not a comic book head outside of Archie's so I could be totally just talking nonsense right now
0: um no it was a gamble the whole MCU and that's why Robert Downey Jr. has like the best deal because he makes back-end money on all of it. That, you know He was fresh out of rehab. They needed a name. Nobody wanted to be attached to a comic book franchise. Mm-hmm. But he had nothing to lose and everything to gain. So he made this, like, I'm not going to make that much money on the first film. But if this stuff takes off, then we got it. So, you know, he signs up. Iron Man does well. I think uh, Chris Hemsworth is dying to prove himself. He does well.
1: Um, and it then Chris Evans, out. <laughs> I forget what happened. With him and uh and Terrence Howard. Yeah, there was I forget like it's from what I understand, like Terrence Howard got Robert Downey Jr. the role or got him noticed for Iron Man because he was the higher paid of the two. And then when it came time to do the contract negotiations for the sequel. Robert, I get I, whatever his asking price was. It was so large that they pushed out Terrence Howard, who at that time I think was you know a bigger star than Robert Downey Jr. Um, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then that's how they got um, Don Cheadle, who's one of my favorite actors. So yeah,
0: ever since uh, Boogie Nights, I've been a fan of his. Yeah. Yeah, and that's unfortunate and I don't know how they feel about it towards each other's face but I mean that's kind of the business of Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he could have Terrence Howard ever pitched
1: himself as Iron Man who knows but he got that Empire money
0: I, I yeah I mean he got it But yeah. I feel like that's also a thing of we would have probably never got Empire if there was no hustle and flow. Which is kind of to me an expansion of Empire. or Hustle Empire's mm. expansion of hustle and flow. I've never seen a I've never seen Hustle and Flow, I mean. It is not a bad watch at all. Mm.
1: 36 yeah. Mafia and a Grammy for it. No. Yeah. Awesome for them. <laughs> that was a one and wonder.
0: <laughs> well, all right. I think there you have it. Another show in the books. Who knows what the next one may be? Yes, it is. Uh,
1: yeah, that's all I got. How many shows pl- are we how many more shows are we have planned for the rest of the year? What's today?
0: Friday? hmm Two. Oh.
1: Okay. Well, there you have it, folks.
0: Yeah. I mean, come back for, I think we'll do an end of year roundup where Mm -hmm. we discuss just our favorite films, maybe our top seven of 2019. And then uh, probably what we're looking forward to in the new year, along with our review of Black Christmas.
1: The Mm -hmm. remake. Okay. And I'll tell you offline, but I might have an idea for another episode. But I'll tell you offline all right can't wait to hear okay. it you guys won't <laughs> good night folks. pull behind the scenes bye guys <laughs>